0: Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Into the Chat with your girl B. Today we are talking to someone very special who I hope you're going to learn a lot from. Her name is Tempisa Lutuli and she is the author of Healing Money Trauma, Gateway to Wealth and she is a financial specialist with Sunlam. Hi Tempisa, welcome.
1: Hi, Ruby. How are you? I'm
0: good, thanks. How are you?
1: I am so excited. Thank you for having me. And I cannot wait to have this conversation with you.
0: Oh, my word. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Okay, Tim Pisa. Let's just start straight out of the gates with this title of this book, because it is a title babes <laughs> healing money trauma like what okay let's let's take it back. What does money trauma mean what what does it mean
1: hey it's it 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 was such a genuine when I was writing this book, so at the beginning. It. I did not understand. I did not have the financial trauma or money trauma as a word, but I did understand that there is something beyond, um, beyond us handling money, and it's more than just can't budget. I can't save um, it was more than the physical engagement that we have with money and as I did my research on why sometimes even when we have the knowledge uh, I as a specialist I would have the knowledge I know I have to save I know I, I have to invest but I'm still not doing it because, whenever I have money something tells me that either I should buy an expensive bag or I should buy an expensive uh, shoe although I still do have more bags and shoes. So when I did my research I then realized that our senses um, always give us triggers or give us warnings uh, in terms of how we'll relate with money uh, and and that is based on the past experiences that we've had when it comes to engaging, engaging with money. And and that can be defined yeah. as trauma. It can be traumatic experiences. It can be traumatic words or conversation that we've heard about money. It, it, it could be sentences that we, t- we were told when it comes to money that creates those traumas. And as we grow and we get to a point we are able to engage with money those triggers come out in our financial behavior. Wow. That is
0: so incredibly interesting. I've never actually heard someone speak about money in that way before. I really, really love that. So you were saying that people can be triggered by money. So Mm. it's funny because I know what my financial traumas are now that you've said it. Like I, I know very well what they are, but, Mm-hmm. I don't know, unless it happens, what my financial triggers are. So mm-hmm. how would you sort of figure out, you know, what is a financial trigger? Is it um, maybe not being able to pay your bills this month? Is it someone saying something about um, I should be investing and I'm not investing enough, so I'm triggered? Like what, how would you be financially tr- or triggered, basically?
1: Okay. So so with financial triggers, they can come in, in a different ways, you know, in a lot of ways as well. It can come through other people spending their money. Uh, because you have been okay. so wounded or you've got a certain trauma, um, when somebody else spending their money in a way that you feel or you think is wrong, it gets to you as a trigger when somebody is spending their money on expensive cars but because you uh, you have a trauma that um, buying expected things is a waste of money you get triggered um, events can trigger you you being broke maybe just for the period of time triggers you maybe to a point where you really suffered and you were in poverty you know triggers so can come in a different you know in different formats even a financial advisor when it, they're trying to tell you, what to do in order to sort your finances can be a trigger, and, and, and that could be based on the experience that you've had with previous financial advisor or a family member might have experienced. So we can experience many triggers um along the way. That is so incredibly
0: interesting because one, I know. Now I understand that people are triggered by certain things that I do with my money, right? And I can see how I'm triggered by people spending their money in a different way than I would. That makes so much sense now. Oh, my goodness, you've blown my mind. Okay, so talking about those triggers, so one of my things that people are triggered by is the fact that I travel a lot, right? They always sort of like come Mm. to me sideways about why do you travel so much da, 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 da. and I'm like because I love it so mm. for me I wouldn't buy a designer bag I would rather go on a trip right so that I guess is what my rich life for all intensive purposes would look like to me my rich life would be i travel i work at leisure i take extended breaks i build a team to work for me you know that sort of thing is how i imagine my rich life to be you know what does a rich life actually look like what is it supposed to look like like it, you know is it supposed to be different for all of us is it supposed to be the same is one of it bad is one of it good like How do you explain someone's rich life? life.
1: That's very interesting, B, because I want to share the fact that we actually get to understand how we interpret rich life or wealth through our senses. Our senses actually tell us that when you smell something, there is something that tells you, oh, okay, you've made it. When you touch a certain thing, sometimes you feel like, oh, I am rich. When you hear a certain sound, for me, uh, there is a a certain bed that uh, when it it makes a noise, there is a sense of calm that I've made it. That is because there is a sense of trauma that I've heard for me to, to be rich was to live in um, uh, forestry places and there's that bed and and that means for me I've made it and for you traveling is probably um, your sense of feeling just being away from your normal space and that means rich for you so to answer your question rich life or being wealthy is individualized, it's subjective to each person, right uh, there is no Cutting a stone definition of if you are rich, you're supposed to have a car first, a house, and, and and so much. You get to define your rich life as a person. But because we are the society that is has been so financially uh we 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 are wounded. We have sort of set yes. a standard for everyone. So when B is actually traveling, trying to experience her rich life, we judge her because we think mm-hmm. being rich is having a hundred and fifty thousand bag, is having a one million car, which is not true.
0: Gotcha. Oh my word, I absolutely love that. That is insane. Okay. Okay. Uh, You are just like, I just want to bottle you up and like, take you home with me. This is so freaking interesting. Okay. So now that we sort of know that, okay, everyone's rich life is defined by maybe your experience, right? Mm. So that's how, that's how you tailor your rich life to yourself. Mm. How does that then, how do I take what my rich life is and drive the way that I engage with my credit and manage my credit? Like, how can, how can any person do that? So say if, if it's not me, if it's someone who maybe wants a 10 million Rand house, or let's say 2 million Rand house, that's maybe a little bit more, you know, maybe a 2 million Rand house, you know, a 500,000 Rand car, but they still, you know, that's how they envision their rich life. How would you, how would we engage and manage our credit without different like outlooks on our rich life?
1: Yes. that's a very good question, and 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 again, it goes back to uh, the society standards that have been created and the trauma that we uh, we we have. Most of us have been told standardize. Debt is bad. So de- debt or credit have been categorized as as one of the bad things. And we have not been told the good side of debt in, in such a way that actually when I, Tembisa, envision my rich life to having a stable home for my family, to, have, to having a car that we can travel in, I basically cannot afford to buy that in cash. And in actual fact, there are credit facilities that I can access and manage well to be able to move to the level that I want to reach. So the first step that is very important when it comes to credit and aligning it with what you want to achieve is first define what you want to achieve, not what the society is saying you should achieve. Look at then, how much can I afford? So if I then take credit, what will it mean for my life now? What will it mean for my life in the long term? And how can I use that credit to actually uplift and level up my life? You know, look at ways that you qualify for such a credit. But we we need to, to have another view of how credit can actually help us achieve our rich life or our wealthy life. Yes,
0: that, that is so interesting because like uh, you are completely right when you say it's it's all sort of traumas that we grew up with or, or certain ways that we grew up. Like in my mind, my dad always said to me, don't have debt. Even though he would still make debt, but he was death. telling me, don't have you know what I mean so it's like it's mm. a little bit of like a too you know it, it's sort of love like ironic like it's so it's a love hate relationship correct so now it's like okay so I mustn't make debt at all like debt scares me but it's like I need to buy a car and I I'm a female I you know I'm alone I can't buy a cheap car I have to buy a more expensive car but then I'm like Hmm. I can't buy that cash and then you know my brain is so like I'm like so what do I do I'm scared to buy a house because that's a massive debt and then then I really am in debt and then I'm in debt next what 20 years or whatever and you know um how, yeah so so how does someone navigate those feelings is it like is it speaking to someone like you is it getting um a, a, a wellness coach is it getting a credit solutions coach is it finding a psychologist like is it all of the above how do we deal with our our traumas money traumas
1: okay the biggest the biggest step, I do mention this in the book as well, that the biggest step um in, in healing your financial traumas and the first important step is acknowledging that you've got a trauma, right? Um acknowledging that you are aware that there is a problem. And, and the the following step, whichever they are and in in whatever sequence, become easier because once you acknowledge that I've got a problem, um, I'm scared of dates, but I actually need a date. The next step would be um, what exactly is my trauma? What exactly is my problem and where does it stem from? And if you can't figure that out yourself, then we we, we, we say, Go see a professional. And a professional, a professional could be somebody who is a financial planner specializing in coaching, like I do, who understands the emotional and human side of money. Um, but also you might need additional yeah. help from people who understand how debt works. So the debt counselors, people who work with credit specialists who will tell you and put you at ease on how actually debt work and how it can help you level up your life so at the end it's all about being aware acknowledging you've got a problem then finding professional help I
0: mean that is just so beautifully put because I think that we as a society and I don't know why we do it but I think we shy away from our money issues like as soon as we know that we're in debt it's almost like we put our head in the sand and we're like no we're not going to talk about we're not going to look at the problem whereas Mm. like even if you do something as simple as acknowledge Mm. that there's an issue then you can take steps no matter how slow those steps are because it's it's not like oh my life is over you know like that's like maybe yes like there is a way that you can work through that and then get to a place where you've not just worked through it, where you can actually, you know, access credit and like, you know, live your best life and your richest life and not, you know, be scared of death and, you know, live fully, I think. Um, Hmm. So I really like that. What would you say? And I think maybe you've answered this question already, but what would you say is the difference between people who manage to build um, using their credit access and those that spiral into debt. Like, what is the difference between those people? Is it a generational thing? Is it the thing where they've acknowledged and they're working through it? What's what's the difference? Because I feel like we can all be the people who manage our our credit well, but why why are there certain people who are spiraling?
1: okay B, uh, it's a combination of a few things right some 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 of the factors can avail themselves more than others or can then show th- themselves more than others but there are few factors that that differentiate between people who knows the value of credit and can take credit then manage it well and those who who don't understand the value they take credit and it spiral out of control they find themselves in debt The difference between the two is is the fact that the other the other group which do not know they always take credit without knowledge of what do I want to do with this credit so it's lack of knowledge which sometimes can be ignorance um, but also it can be the in, the intergenerational uh, transfer of wrong knowledge right so if you grew up in a space when you where you've been told certain concepts about about credit you will eventually action that while it's wrong information then there is a borderline between um, not being able to manage oneself so if you don't have discipline if you don't have the right habits it can differentiate you between a person who take credit for the right reason and they are able to maintain their repayments in time it correctly and mm-hmm. and and meet their obligation while you on the other side might take credit and when things go wrong, you, de- you 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 neglect your obligations, then find yourself not able to maintain them.
0: Got you. That makes absolute, complete sense. And is there a way, sorry, I mean, it's just so interesting. I just want to touch on it. Is there a way for those people to change or is it like it's just your personality and you, you can't, you know, like?
1: Okay is we, it something you can so, work on So there is nothing there's no problem that has no solution that's that's my belief right and there is no action that can never be changed if you if you commit into change any behavior that you don't like you have the power to change that. So at first you'll need help yes uh, to be guided through on what to do but you can always change. So whoever has a problem with financial behavior, they can't manage their finances, there's always a solution. The the main thing is commitment from your side. Got you.
0: I completely agree. You did mention that there were people who were sort of at a crossroads, um, or not at a crossroads, at a a certain junction where it was generational and it was sort of... um, you know, learned behavior, or I, I can't remember exactly what you said. I think so. Um, so for those people, because I would fall into that category, right? Um, so asking for myself, um, how does generational influence play into uh, play into that role, and how can you break it? Because I think I'm at a point where I'm trying not to repeat family money patterns but never realized before that there was an issue with the money patterns. Mm-hmm. But now as I'm like, you know, earning more money or, you know, becoming more of an adult, I suppose, whatever that means, um, you know, in dealing with money more, I realized that maybe um, there were money patterns I don't want to repeat and I want to be better. How does someone break um, those patterns because i mean it's my whole life and now i yeah. you know want to change it in my 30s, you know that's not okay. easy I that,
1: that's a very good question b because um for every generation we've got a responsibility to to impact what we want to see in the next generation so definitely we can yeah. break any generational pattern that we do not like to see But you cannot break something that you do not know and haven't recognized and haven't evaluated its impact in your life and if you want to continue with it or leave it behind. So I'll make an example. Most of our families... They've never talked about money, right? So you need to sit down and say, mm-hmm. money conversation has never been happening in my family. Was that a good thing? Did, do I like that? How did it affect my life? You know, I'm at a position where I can't even have a conversation about money with my friend. Is that what I want to see with my kids, with my family? If the answer is no, you start changing that immediately. You start having conversation about money with your father, with your family, with your sisters. You change the whole thing. Do exactly the opposite of what you do not like. If the family pattern was, we don't save in this household, we see as we go. Evaluate that pattern and say, was this a good pattern? Um, Did it bring positive change? If it's no, then you start doing the opposite. Okay, you say, I B will continue, will not continue with this person. That means I will start saving. I will do my grocery list. If it wasn't something that was done, so we all have the power to change. Uh, what we want to see in the next generation and leave all the patterns that were not beneficial to us.
0: Correct. So you're basically creating a new money mindset is whats yes. what you're saying for yourself. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. Oh my word. Thank you so much, Timpisa. I mean, I think there's so many questions I want, I want to ask you, um, but I think, You've, you've really given us some, like, really great things to think about, um, mm. you know. And I just, I just want you to leave us with maybe just... So now we've created this new money mindset, right? How can that help us to gain wealth? Like, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. Like, how does the new mindset help us gain wealth now it's like okay cool we're going to get ourselves out of the debt you know or whatever it is or or just change our patterns so that we can be wealthy how how does that how is that like what's the first step what are we doing different now that we have a new money mindset
1: okay that's very interesting so with the new mindset i think it's very important to acknowledge that when you've got a new mindset about money you acknowledge that you are not um you are not in competition with anyone but in competition with yourself you acknowledge the fact that there is no big money there is no small money all money is valuable so saving will not start when you earn a certain salary saving and investing will start as you start working with whatever that you have, it could be a 10 rand a day, it could be a thousand a month, it's still valuable. New money mindset means um, we, we we have this conversation and we learn from each other. We learn different ways because there is no one way of creating wealth, right? We also learn that there is That's no good. one size fits all. Um, wealth is subjective to us. Um, and that means you need to define your own wealth so what does money means to you what does wealth mean to you then you are able to achieve it
0: got you that's that is mind-blowing that is really mind-blowing Timbisa thank you So, so, so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate having you here. You've given me so much food for thought. I'm sure everyone that's listening probably just wants more because I want more. Um, (laughs) So you have to come on the show again, please. I would love to have you. Um, Thank
1: you so much.
0: But yes, just thank you so much for sharing. Oh, I really, really, really love this conversation. Thank you so much, Nimbisa.
1: It is my pleasure B thank you yay um wait let
0: me just do an outro quickly Tempisa let me just do an outro (laughs) um guys just like like Tempisa was saying you know let's start shaking things up and start gaining our new money mindsets and just do better with our cash and I just want to thank Tempisa one more time for being here and entering the chat with us we are now going to exit the chat thank you so much for watching and I'll see you soon
1: peace